Welcome to the Radio Bible Course. We're continuing our study of Paul's letter to the Philippians. I'm beginning our reading today with verse 10. That I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained it, or have already become perfect, but I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what was behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This section deals with Paul's great desire. And in verse 12, he begins a new thought. He tells us that he has not already attained. Attained what? Well, he's not talking about his salvation here. That's already made clear. He knows Christ. But he has a goal, and he has not attained that goal. Paul acknowledges that what he desires in maturity has not yet been attained. He will be perfected, however, at the resurrection, but until then, he wants to simply be making progress toward perfection. His goal is to apprehend. Paul wants to lay hold of that level of maturity for which he was apprehended by Christ. And, of course, that's a reference to his salvation and what Christ desired that that saved man become. What does God desire for each of us down here in this body? What is his divine goal for us? Well, there are many answers from Scripture. He wants us to be perfected in love. He wants us to be like his Son, well-pleasing in every way. He wants us to do his will and to do good works and to do good deeds. And, of course, he wants us to be sent out as Christ was sent from heaven to bring the good news of God's word to all mankind. Those are just a few of the great desires on the part of God for us. Now, in verse 13, Paul denies having attained either knowing him fully or reaching Christ's goal for him. But he tells us that he does one thing. As a runner, he doesn't look back. And he doesn't discuss either his failures or glance back at his former confidence in the flesh. He presses on. For what? For the prize of the upward call. Now that too suggests that the Bible indeed does support a rapture. That's the future for the church. Being caught up from this earth and taken into heaven. Now that sounds preposterous. But so did the virgin birth. And so does the return of Jesus Christ. And so does his resurrection when men look at it as a natural phenomenon. This is something divine. All the power of God will be unleashed when he catches up his church, snatches them off of the earth in that day when the dead will rise 
and the living believers will all be caught up together in the air to meet the Lord in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now in the Greek games, the winner walked up steps to the platform to get his prize, and Paul knows he will go up. But he also wants the prize given to the athlete who disciplined himself, who trained tirelessly, and who put off every weight which might hinder him. Obviously, Paul was not sitting around all week waiting for Sunday to come so he could go to church. This is a man whose whole life was given to preaching the word of Jesus Christ. That grace gospel burned in Paul's heart. He wanted to go to everyone with it. What Paul believed in, he got involved in. He believed that Christians should be wiped out at one time when he was Saul of Tarsus, and he got involved in wiping them out, persecuting them, jailing them, and having them killed. But when he was converted, he also got involved in the gospel of grace, which announced what Jesus Christ had done for every man, and he realized how he had been opposing God. I suppose if that's a true statement, there aren't very many real Christians. That is, the statement that you believe in what you get involved in. Not many people really get involved, though they go to church and they may give a percentage of their income and they might help when there are some special needs, but they're not really involved in spreading the word. And they can't very well give out the word until they have learned the word. Not many people will take the time, although it doesn't take time, to memorize a few passages, key passages that will explain what Jesus Christ has already done for everyone. And not many will study an hour or two hours a week in order to better understand the scriptures so that it can make sense. Not many people will listen to tapes so they can learn from others or read books, books that explain the Bible, commentaries. But some people will. Some people will study Greek so they can understand the text better. And they indicate that they really believe this. They believe there is a God and that God is going to send Jesus Christ back here someday. They believe there will be a resurrection and a judgment. Thank God for people who are like the Apostle Paul who get involved with the word of God, the precious truth that God sent from heaven. Well, now we come to a new section in Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse 15. It's an appeal for unity among the believers there in Philippi. Verse 15 reads, Let us, therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude. And if in anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. However, let us keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. That sounds like a difficult passage. And after reading those verses, I doubt if very many people feel blessed by it. Most of us are a bit bewildered because whatever Paul means by those two sentences, the meaning is not too clear. Well, if that's your case, congratulations, you're very normal. This passage illustrates what you have heard repeatedly, at least here on the Radio Bible course. 
A passage means only what the context permits it to mean. Now we must pay attention to the context. Beginning with verse 12 of chapter 3, Paul had written to overcome a controversy over Christian perfection in the Philippian church. Some people apparently believed that it was possible to attain absolute perfection in this life on earth. They were otherwise minded from Paul because Paul did not believe that. Now, how did he handle that extreme point of view? By stating that he himself was not perfect, meaning completely mature, and therefore was seeking fuller maturity for himself. He was pressing on to reach the goal, not basking in full attainment of it. Now, if Paul, the chosen apostle of our Lord, did not claim to have arrived spiritually, who could claim absolute perfection? Absolutely no one. And one scholar has suggested that verse 15 uses the word perfect with irony. That means expressing one thing and meaning the opposite. Well, whatever Paul meant, the word perfect means mature. Paul used the word in 1 Corinthians 14.20 when he wrote, Brethren, do not be children in your thinking, be babes in evil, but in thinking be mature. There may have been some Philippians who claimed a spiritual attainment far above the others. And these are identified by the word perfect in verse 15. Let us, therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude. Well, Paul may be jesting here with these, but Paul wants them to have his attitude expressed in the previous verses, where he tells those who think that they had arrived, as for me, Paul writes, I have not arrived. Now, if Paul continued to press on to become what Christ desired of him, then others better have that same attitude. Immature believers can be difficult to teach. They have limited understanding and often refuse to part with half-truths and misconceptions. But Paul wants them to have the same mind that he did. Mature believers, on the other hand, are open to changing their minds as new information comes to them. They revise, modify, and correct their attitudes in order to walk in truth. Now notice the latter part of verse 15. If in anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that to you also. Now, you and I might not say such a thing to someone who is in doctrinal disagreement with us, but Paul did. Why? Because he was so confident of the truth which he expressed concerning himself in verses 10 through 14, that he was willing to let God do the correcting of their minds. Paul's attitude here is not unusual. He wrote something similar in Galatians 5.10. When those believers were falling into legalism, and Paul alerted them to their total loss of liberty if they submitted to circumcision in order to be acceptable to God. 
Here's what he wrote. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view than mine, and he who is troubling you will bear his judgment. Now, verse 16, Paul realizes that in no church are all believers at the same level of maturity, so he urges them to keep living by the same rule which brought them to their present state of maturity, which is what? being teachable and open to God's revelation. We can say this about Christian maturity. It does not matter where you are today. What matters is whether we are making progress toward the goal of maturity. Did you know that while our Lord was on earth, his teaching was primarily directed to the people of Israel, not to the church? There was no church yet. This tells us that if you want to find teachings to the church, you should not seek it in the synoptic gospels. You will find it, however, in John's gospel and in the epistles. This is just one of many topics explored in our cassette tape course on understanding the New Testament, which has changed the lives of many Christians. It was first taught as a short course at LSU, and it is now available on a 10-cassette album. Understanding the New Testament will give you a biblical outline you have needed to help others to understand God's inspired Word. Write today for information on how to order Understanding the New Testament. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 149 one six Baton Rouge, Louisiana seven zero eight nine eight. The website is rbcword.org.